I'm gonna show you how to lose stubborn belly fat for good with a four week plan. During each week, we'll implement one of four things that have been found in research to be the key to losing fat and keeping it off. We'll show you how to properly assess and monitor your fat loss progress, give examples on food swaps to kickstart fat loss, talk about a few exercises to speed it up, and then combine everything with a bonus tip for those who are really serious. You'll have a full plan that you can get started with immediately, and if followed consistently, will help you finally lose that stubborn belly fat. In week one, you need to start weighing yourself every day, but you need to do so with a specific method that's going to significantly improve the accuracy of your weigh-ins. Consistently tracking weight has been shown in several studies to be a major predictor for those who successfully lose weight and keep that weight off. Before moving on to the diet tweaks that we're gonna to do to kickstart fat loss in the next step, you need to get this right. To do so, weigh yourself every morning after waking up and after using the bathroom. Don't drink or eat anything before you weigh yourself. After seven days, take an average of your weight. This seven day average will then be your weight for that week. Every week, you're going to repeat this process. You're then going to compare these weekly averages to assess how much fat you're losing with what we'll implement next in weeks two to four. It's important to weigh yourself in this fashion because your weight will fluctuate day to day. Factors such as the timing of your weigh-in, how much you've slept the night before, how hydrated you are, how much you ate during the weekend, and even the timing of your last meal can all affect your weight by even up to 10 pounds. So if you're just weighing yourself randomly whenever you feel like it, then these fluctuations will make it next to impossible to assess if you're actually losing fat or not. As for what to look for with your weekly average weight, a reasonable goal is to lose weight at a rate of around 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week. For most people, this will amount to about 0.5 to 1 kilogram of weight loss a week. If you were to lose more weight than this, you may be doing too much too soon and putting yourself at a risk of losing muscle and making adherence difficult. If you lose less than this, however, then you can consider stepping up what you're going to do in the next three weeks. So during the second week, in addition to tracking your weight, we need to close the gap between how many calories you can eat to lose fat and how many calories you're currently eating. This is what's going to help kickstart the fat loss process, which we're then going to speed up in weeks three and four. First, figure out roughly how many calories you can eat to kickstart fat loss. A really simple method to get you started is to take your body weight and to multiply that by either 13 or 29, depending on if you're using pounds or kilograms. Write that number down, and then what we have to do is figure out how much calories you're actually eating at. And to do so, download a food tracking app such as MyFitnessPal and start logging every single thing that you eat throughout the day. By the end of the first day, you'll be able to see roughly how many calories you're eating. You can do this for a few more days to improve its accuracy. What you'll notice is that this number will most likely be higher than the number of calories you can eat to lose fat. We need to close this gap to kickstart fat loss. To do so, once you have your calorie goal, research shows that almost any diet can be effective as long as it's sustainable. Avoid eliminated foods from your diet as that has been correlated with less fat loss and less dieting success. Instead, use a flexible approach where you more or less continue eating what you want, but gradually make swaps to reduce your calorie intake. Some examples are to swap fattier meats to leaner meats, swap cooking oil to spray oil, swap bacon for turkey bacon, swap dairy milk for almond milk, and swap peanut butter for PB2. These are just some of many easy swaps that you can make to significantly drop your calorie intake to kickstart fat loss without making drastic changes to what you're currently eating. But take this step at your own pace. It may take you longer than a week to implement, which is perfectly fine. This is going to serve as a foundation for losing that stubborn fat. And when paired with the next two steps, you'll be able to speed up that process.
By the way guys, if you're like me and want to maximize the time and effort you spend in the gym and with your diet, then you need to use a plan backed by the latest science. It's why I spent years studying hundreds of scientific papers to create an online fitness program designed to literally shortcut your transformation. We have got an army of over 100,000 members who are getting into the best shape of their lives using our science-based training and nutrition methods. To join today, just head over to builtwithscience.com and take my 30-second quiz to find the best program for you and your body. To ensure that you're being active enough, starting in week three, we're gonna track something called NEAT, and we're gonna work on boosting this to burn more calories every day. So any activity that you perform outside of your scheduled workouts is referred to as NEAT. And it may not seem like it, but daily activities like walking, fidgeting, washing dishes, and folding your laundry, they all increase how many calories you burn a day and can make a big difference when it comes to fat loss. For example, taking 10,000 steps a day can burn well over 500 calories alone which equates to roughly one pound of fat loss a week. In addition, research shows that having very low levels of NEAT can make it more difficult to control your calorie intake. For example, in individuals with very low NEAT levels who only take a few thousand steps a day, hunger signals are not well regulated and they're more likely to overeat as a result. But once activity levels are increased, your body seems to start doing a much better job at regulating your hunger levels and the calories you consume. Now, the easiest way to track your general activity is through your step count. Most phones and smartwatches nowadays can track this with high accuracy. As for how many steps they aim for, the greatest benefit seems to occur in the range of 7,000 to 9,000 steps per day. And that's a good minimum that you'll want to aim for. If you're well below this number, then gradually increase your current step count by about 10% at a time until you're within that range. And this can be as easy as adding in a 10 minute walk in the morning and evening or after each meal. Once you've nailed this down, then you can finally move on to week four to further speed up the process. So during week four, you need to start implementing a structured exercise routine, but you need to use the right amount and the right type of exercise. As a recommendation, you should aim for a minimum of 30 minutes of exercise three times per week. If you can step this up to at least 60 minutes, four to five days per week, then that's even better. For reference, research has shown that people getting at least 150 minutes of exercise per week were able to lose twice as much weight as people getting 75 minutes of exercise per week. To add to this, when exercise is combined with your diet that we established back in week two, it's even more effective for losing weight than either method by itself. As for the type of exercise to do, while people often gravitate towards an all or nothing approach to doing either weights or cardio, a combination of both is going to get you the best fat loss results. Weight training will ensure you maintain or increase your muscle mass, while cardio is a much more efficient way to burn additional calories. What we recommend within our Built With Science programs that have worked wonders for thousands of our members is to start with a foundation of about three to five weight training days per week. Once you're consistent with that, add in 20 to 30 minute cardio sessions to help you hit the weight loss targets that we established back in week one. Now, for those who are eager, combining all of this with the next bonus tip can indirectly help with the results even more. So although you can't target fat loss specifically from your belly, you can grow your abs just like any other muscle by training them with weights and getting them stronger. As they grow, they can pop through your skin a little bit more and can make them more visible even if you haven't quite yet lost all the stubborn belly fat. To do this, train your abs with weighted movements regularly two to three times a week. Weighted cable crunches, weighted reverse crunches, and weighted sit-ups are all great options. 
Don't forget to share the podcast and please also rate and review the podcast. It really does help it reach more people and it'll mean the world to me. And you can also check out my YouTube channel where I make videos for every single one of these podcasts. Thank you so much. I hope this helped and I'll see you next time.